0: Welcome to Coaching Through Cancer, a show for partners, spouses, friends, and family of those fighting cancer. Daryl Taylor is a certified coach, a widower, and father. He knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis. If you're in the battle of your life, you are not alone. This is the place for you. Hello and welcome to Coaching You Through. Today's episode, I want to talk about family. And the main point I want to make is that family is a choice. Um, but there's a couple of other topics as well. I want to talk a little bit about what we call in coaching, boundaries. Uh, and also something called manuals, right? And so just to be explanation, boundaries is what you you all are already aware of. You know, it's it's you sort of setting a, an interpersonal limit on some type of interaction. Um, whether or not that be something like you don't like people to invade your personal space or you don't like when people yell at you or, or um, you know, something of that sort. Right? And it's basically saying... If you do the following, then my reaction will be this. And boundaries that we are talking about are not sort of like a threat for a threat. So someone, you know, yells at you or swears at you and your reaction, your boundary is that you're going to go ahead and and punch them in the face. No, no. A boundary, a mature boundary is saying that's not the way I like to engage. That's not how I like to be talked to. And so if you talk to me that way, I'm just going to walk away from the conversation and disengage with you until you calm down, right? That's a healthy boundary. Um, and we've kind of talked about this before as well um, in, in a previous episode. But um, but yeah, for this setting, I want to just mention that as one definition and one topic. Um, the other one is manuals. And manuals are so interesting because manuals... Um, are basically like a set of instructions, right, that we have for for ourselves and for other people, right? But we keep them secret <laughs> for the most part. Um, and, and so it can be a set of expectations in that um, uh, maybe uh, you have family over and you expect for uh, people to respect your household, to abide by your household rules, right? They don't... Um, you know, walk through the house with their shoes on. They don't leave, um, you know, uh, food or drink wherever they set it down. You expect for people to, uh, to ask you for permission to go into other parts of your house, right? Something like this. Um, and maybe people don't know. You know, they don't have the same rules for their house. They're, those are not necessarily things that are right or wrong. They're just things that you uh, prefer, right it's the way you run your your environment Um, but manuals are really sort of specific to the person and not just the environment right and so um, you know the clearest example might be that you expect your spouse um, to not embarrass you and so maybe it's a holiday party and friends are over and they have a little too much to drink and then they start making inappropriate jokes or something and and then you know it causes you embarrassment but maybe you've never really said this maybe you've just sort of put up with it for a while and so now we have an area where you have sort of a crossover between both boundaries um and manuals right you've never really set a proper boundary uh that said that you know that's offensive to you and that you don't want to participate in those types of discussions or, or, or casual conversations um, but maybe your spouse just never knew as well that um, that was something that was embarrassing to you that you, they didn't like when when uh, you know certain of their buddies came over and, and uh, the, the drinking got a little heavier and the conversations became a little more rough and less maybe kid friendly so, uh, and all these are things that we experience, you know, throughout the year, but maybe they're heightened for you during this holiday season um, because of you're hosting a party or you're attending multiple family events, yours or your spouse's or friends, and, you know, you know there are going to be people there who um, who are going to rub you the wrong way. And so, how do you deal with these things? <laughs> well, I think you deal with them uh, over time uh, and one of the key things is communication right um, so in the case of boundaries it's, it really does hinge on communications right you're going to have to tell someone that again if they get angry or they get upset and they start yelling that you can't participate in that conversation right that you're going to have to walk away and they're going to have to calm down and talk to you in a calm rational voice And you have to say that. One, you have to know it in yourself that that is something that triggers you or, I hate to use the word trigger, but um, that brings up issues for you. Um, And you're going to have to communicate to them that, that that doesn't work for you, that you shut down or that you will intentionally shut down in that environment. Even if you want to talk to them to resolve whatever it is you're talking about. And you kind of set the parameters, right, the the guidelines for how that will go in a way that doesn't cause you harm, right, Um, but then still allows for whatever interaction needs to take place. The other uh, topic with manuals is um, even more interesting to me um, because
1: we assume
0: that people think and feel the way we do right? That we all sort of operate from the same basic rules and premises, right? So, um, you know, your classic uh, 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 joke with married couples is, you know, leaving the toilet seat up or which way the toilet paper hangs or does it hang over the back or over the front, right? I mean, this is, you know, uh, stuff to just kind of smirk about, but um, it can be an issue for people, and people see it as as someone being lazy or if they mentioned it in passing but it didn't quite sink in um, it can be viewed as someone being insensitive and then when other issues come up in life which they do these compound insensitivities um, make for a bigger mess a bigger discussion and so It's important, again, communication to, and, and the external communication with your partner or your friend or whomever really can't happen until you sort of uncover within yourself what are your expectations, right? You know, and, and you could write them out as sort of a list of grievances or, or, or what have you, but it really is better if you come from a perspective of what matters most to you. What do things mean to you? Um, what do you make them things mean right so for someone going back to this trivial example of the toilet paper hanging over the front door the back they might not care at all might not even mean anything to them but it could be considered an annoyance to someone else and so you'll see it as someone ignoring you um, and if you see that over time it just builds and builds and builds and it it leaks into other areas and it will become a part of other discussions or arguments, right? As a long-held grievance that has been ignored or, or sort of done intentionally, right, to just frustrate you or to change you. Um, and so, the way out of these things is really to communicate. And um, I think it's important that if you're the one who's aware, that you initiate the communication and. Discussing it in this context of manuals for other people will, I think, help set the stage for someone who's not maybe um, either involved in coaching or some other um, modality like therapy, or they're just not really um, a person who's very self-actualized. Then um, the manual is actually it's a very simple way of of saying you know you have expectations, I have expectations, we make assumptions about about life about all the things and we attach meanings to those and those meanings affect our feelings and those feelings affect our actions and that has an impact on you know how we're going to get along right um what we're trying to achieve in life right and how we feel about doing things with one another um and so it's really important to 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 have that communication but i think describing it from this example of i have a manual which is a set of Instructions for how I expect you to operate. That I no longer want to keep secret. I want to kind of daylight those things and and talk to you about what my expectations are. And maybe you don't even know all of your expectations, but you're in this effort of trying to uncover them. And if you have this regular feedback loop, however you do it, do you have a? You go out once a week and you have date night, or you have activities on the weekend where you just sit and talk over coffee after like watching a movie or you know take long strolls but create an environment in which you can have that discussion and to have it in a non-judgmental way and to have it in a way where the intent of that conversation is to say I love this relationship this friendship whatever it is and I want to have this discussion because I think it can make it even better right and take the onus off of it being something where you want to use this as saying, I want you to change. You're just simply saying, this is what I make things mean. And open the door for the other person to say, well, I, I don't see it that way. I, I don't. It doesn't mean that to me, and I, I, I never meant it that way. And then from there, you have a choice to make, right? Do you guys want to... Uh, come together and say, let's compromise. Can you change? Would you be willing to make a change? Or you can come together and say, well, now that I know this, I need to understand that when you continue to do it, I'm not going to attach the same meaning to it. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with regards to family being a choice is just that, that um, even our relationships and I'll try to avoid the word soup here but if you can stay with me um you don't have relationships with people you have relationships with the thoughts you have about people right and so again you have friends and you think that they're good decent honest fun people and you might find out that a friend of yours is saying things behind your back and you know um uh, quote-unquote, talking trash about you, right? And that changes your perception about what you think about that friend, right? And when that changes, it can affect the friendship. It could end the friendship. Um, It can change in positive ways, too. So, uh, when I was a little kid, um, one of my uncles, my mom, had three brothers. And... um, um, one of them had to come live with us, right? And so we, we had some work done in the house and we created a room for him. And um, his name was James. And when I was little, James was scary to me. He His affect was unusual um, in the way he walked. He was somewhat unkempt. Um, his speech was garbled almost pirate-like, I'd say. Um, He smoked incessantly. Cigarettes would burn down to the nub in his hand. Um, And, you know, he... uh, Little things, like, we would eat, and he he didn't have all of his teeth, and and it was always this kind of just very loud eating at the table. And, um, um... I don't know, just a lot of guttural sounds. And his appearance was... Was a little bit off too, just in terms of his physical features, and it wasn't until uh, he came to live with us that I remember the stories that my mom would tell about him when she was younger. She grew up down south during, you know, a time where there was Jim Crow, and uh, you know, blacks and whites were separated by facilities even. And one of the things that she told me was that James was her protector. And where they lived, they lived in a place where they had no uh, infrastructure, no plumbing, no electricity. And she would come home from school, and in those days, the girls would wear, you know, nice clothes, a dress, and, you know, so forth to school. And, And some young boys who were white would, you know, harass her, call her a monkey. They would flip up her dress and say, show me your tail. And my Uncle James actually beat up all three boys. He was apparently just incredibly strong in and and had a very strong moral compass and knew what they were doing was wrong. And even though he lived in a place that uh, it meant he could risk his life, um, he... Protected his mom, his or my mom, his sister, um, and it's actually the reason that they that they moved uh, from from the, the south at that time. I mean, certainly Jim Crow was oppressive, but it was actually an incident where people said, you know, he has to leave because if he doesn't, they were going to handle him the way people did in the south back at that time. It was a threat on his life, and so he was hustled away to live with his older brother and, and my mom went with him um, and there was another incident when they moved where he was beaten uh, and it almost killed him uh, and that was the reason for his for his appearance right um, uh, He was one to stand up for what was right he was the one to stand up for family and and it cost him. Physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, to do that in his life, and so my view of James changed. I understood him to be what my mom viewed him as, as you know, part human, part angel, right? Um, like this guardian sent to protect you, someone who who doesn't deviate from their from their moral compass and who will. Uh, protect even at the risk of their own life the people that they love, and so uh, James was family by blood. But um, you know you might have someone in your life like that 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 is not family by blood, but they have always been there for you. And what I want to tell you today is that they are family, right? You get to choose who family and how to treat them as family because again you don't have a relationship just with a person you have a relationship with their thoughts about them and so in some sense you might be blood relatives with someone and not really consider them family because of the nature of your thoughts about that person right so this holiday, I want to encourage you to do a few things. I want to encourage you to communicate. I want to encourage you to come from a place of love and and um, non-judgment. I want you to speak up for yourself. Set boundaries. I want you to explore yourself, undercover what your manuals are, and make sure that um, other people know what your manuals are. To make the relationships better. To give those relationships the opportunity to be... Um, the best that they can be as you approach the new year. And the last thing is we choose who, who our family are, right? And, and so as you set about, you know, um, going to other people's events and, and inviting people into your home, realize that um, all of those communities regardless of the relation, regardless of, you know, similarity of background or anything else. Those people can be family to you, and you should celebrate and relish uh, the moments that you have with all these special people in your life, uh, knowing that you get to choose and, and that they have chosen you. And how wonderful and beautiful that is to be invited into and thought of and treated as family in someone else's life. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. And um, we'll talk again soon. Have a great holiday if I don't put out another episode before then. Thank you for joining us. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com. That's coachingyouthrough with the letter u.com.